There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bring, bring it fast. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, this is a Liverpool update where we're speaking with Dave Hendrick. You can find on Twitter at Dave Hendrick underscore. You can also find him all over Anfield Index and Anfield Index Pro. Dave, pleasure having you on. Obviously, we have to start with the big result from Wednesday. Liverpool goes through past Roma. It got nervy at the end there, but you do uh, pull it off. Uh, what did you make of that match? Um, yeah, it was. It got it got real nervy at the end. I mean, the match itself was largely a mess. Um, we were awful. We had three or four players that played well in the night, and a lot that didn't show up. Um, Roma seemed to give up at one point during the first half, and then I think their pride took hold. And they were very good second half, and credit to them. Um, I thought Nanglin really took the game over in midfield. Um, El Shawari and, and Jekyll were fantastic up front. And their defence finally remembered that, you know, they're not all Fazio. Uh, Manolas, Florenzi and, and Kolarov are, are solid professionals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, the only thing that mattered is we got through. Uh, thankfully, like, all we had to do was avoid getting beat by you know, three clear goals or, you know, however the goal different, the aggregate totals were going to work out. And we just about managed it. But it, it, the great thing about it, Kev, is the amount of, of piss that it has, it has boiled from other fan bases who have decided to uh, claim that we were lucky, decided to claim that it's a corrupt referees that got us this far because of the... Alexander Arnold handball and and the Jekyll offside that wasn't, but let's let's not forget in the first leg they got a soft penalty, and in that second leg Florenzi should have been sent off for a two foot tackle. Manolas could have had about four yellow cards. Uh, we should have had a penalty for the foul on Mane, and the penalty they ended up getting was never a penalty ever. So it it. It balances itself out. If anything, they got the benefit of the doubt throughout the, the 180 minutes. But I think the better team went through. I don't think anyone could argue that we're the better team. Hmm. Um, obviously, you would do advance to the Champions League final first since 2007, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what does that mean for Liverpool, aside from the extra money you get to add? And I think you just passed the £100 million mark for Champions League revenue this season. Um. It, it's it's huge. Look, for a club like us that at one point were one of the great clubs in European football, and, in, you know, in, in terms of historic value, we still are. You know, if you're counting European royalty, we're, we're up there with Milan and, and Barca and um, AC Milan. And, you know, we all sit a tier below Real Madrid, obviously. But 
you know, the, the thing is, it, it's the biggest thing for me is is the last time we were in the Champions League. After we threw away the title in 2013-14, we went into the Champions League the following year and we were embarrassing and we became a laughing stock. Even to our own fan base, we were a laughing stock. And all we wanted this year was just to do ourselves proud. And I think if we got to the quarterfinals and gotten knocked out, we'd have all taken that as our first you know, season back in the competition. To get to the final is, is mind-blowing. It really is. Nobody thought this would happen. Um, I, I'm sure when Klopp and, and Cole sat down before the season and they were plotting out, you know, plotting out their, their, their plan for the year, they, they had us just finishing out the league at this point, maybe still in the FA Cup, maybe going to the cup final. Um, but there's, I can't imagine at any point until maybe we, we beat City, they were looking at it and thinking, God, we could make the Champions League final because it just seemed so improbable at the start of the year. Yeah, and you have scored the most goals in the Champions League this season, which I'm sure is something you did not really expect uh, coming into it. Although, what did you have? Two seven nil wins in the group stage, I think. I think a, a seven and an eight was it? Mm. Yeah, we absolutely. I mean, we we absolutely did. We have we've smashed everything. We've scored at least five goals against every team we've played in this competition. Five against Sevilla. I think ten against Maribor. Uh, five against Porto. I think eight or nine against Spartak Moscow, um, five against Man City, and seven against Roma. So we have just come in and, and absolutely smashed the granny out of everybody. And, and we scored five against Hoffenheim as well, or maybe six against Hoffenheim. Um, we, we've scored 46 goals overall, including the qualifiers. And that's the most any team has ever scored in a single European campaign, ever, mm. in any of them. So that's I think that's a huge achievement, I think. We've shown that we're not a great team. We don't, nobody, no Liverpool fan, well, maybe a few, but, you know, realistic Liverpool fans don't see this as a great team, but we are great in attack. We have a brilliant front three. Um, we have a fantastic centre-back. We've got two very good full-backs, and we've got a, a solid goalkeeper who's getting better and better. Um we do have two very good midfielders in, in Emery Chan and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. The problem we have is both of them are out injured. So at the moment, we've really got nothing coming from midfield. Um, Emery, there's talk he could be back training on Monday, which would mean he will, he should, fingers crossed and touch wood, he will, be, he will be fit for the Champions League final. And that would be huge. Because Real's real area of strength is, is what they have in midfield. Um, I, I know they've got a great attack, but what they have in midfield, for me, is the best in the world. When you've got Cruz, Modric, Kovacic, Casemiro and Isco and Danny Ceballos as, yeah. as your options in midfield, that is criminal. Like when we're looking at Jordan Henderson and James Milner starting and they've got Isco not even in the matchday squad because he's injured. That's, you know, and, and they're still, you know, loaded with midfield talent. That's where you see the difference between the clubs. Yeah, it should be a really, really interesting match. How do you think that you'll match up against uh, the Champions League holders? Kev, it could go anyway. This game could be crazy. We could win 5 No clean sheets. That's the one thing I'll guarantee. <laughs> we could win. Yeah, so yeah, no, it won't be 5 We could win 5-1. They could win 5-1. 
It could be five all and go to penalties. It could be anything. Um, n- neither of these teams, all that. We're much better defensively than we have been. We do still have, if you put both sides, you know, in a list, we have the worst individual defender in Dejan Lovren, and it's not even close. He's the weakest link of either defence. Um, but I also think we have the best individual defender in Virgil van Dijk. So, you know, I think I think Marcelo is great going forward, but I, don't, I think he's a poor defender. Um, I think Sergio Ramos is a mistake waiting to happen. Sergio Ramos scores so many crucial goals that he has somehow tricked people into thinking he can defend well. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. He, he The guy is an accident waiting to happen. He makes so many mistakes and he's always in a position. And you hear people talk about, oh, but what about the last-ditch tackle? But why did he, he have to make He should have been in a good situation tackle? to exactly. begin with. Exactly. He was out of position. He caused that whole situation. What you will give him is he's an incredible leader. For sure, he's got he's got a never say die attitude. He he will fight with every last breath to help Real Madrid win games. Um, if Carvajal is back at right back, he is brilliant. He's the best right back in the world. But if he's out, mm-hmm. like I take Trent Alexander Arnold over whoever else they're going to be playing. Um, defensively, Andy Robertson is better than Marcelo. Marcelo's obviously a much better player going forward, and overall is a better player, but. Um, I think defense, the two defences for me match up fairly even. Um, I think with us, it's we have a one big liability. With them, it's just that they're prone to errors and they can be, they can be you know, forced into mistakes. Lovren will just make mistakes regardless. Um, they've got a huge advantage in midfield. I think we've got the better front three. I think we've got a better goalkeeper as well. So overall, I think it is it is fairly evenly balanced. I'm sure if you did a you know combined eleven, it would definitely have more Real players than Liverpool players. But I think when you match the two teams up overall, I, I think it's pretty close. That is a big shout for Luis Carius over Kaylor Navas. Yeah, Kaylor Navas is awful though. He wasn't he last week. Genuine, <laughs> genuinely awful. He was terrible against Bayern Munich. I thought he was awful against Bayern Munich. And in this looked, last round, where he had like eight saves, I but see the thing is, people throw out numbers like, oh, but he had eight saves. Oh, but Carius only had two saves. Yeah, but like, what shots are they facing? Where are the shots coming from? Mm, true. You know, if we get eight shots on Kaylor Navas, he's not making eight saves. Let's say that. If we yeah. get eight shots, we're scoring four goals. Um, he has a tendency to misjudge crosses. He comes and gets lost in the three in the trees. He's a little he doesn't soft con- near post. Very soft near post. Goes to ground very early. I think his Which hands Salah can are make a meal out of with flaky. his new chipping tendency. Well, that's <laughs> like it. I, I think his hands are flaky. I think he, he, he fails to hold a lot of simple shots. And they tend to squirm away from him, from him. And with Salah and with Mane, who follow things in, I think there'll be opportunities there. I don't think Kaylor Navas is very good at all. I think if, if Kaylor Navas was a great keeper, they wouldn't be jonesing like smackheads to try and get their hands on on David De Gea or mm. anybody not named Kaylor Navas. Um, Loris Karius has come into our team in, in January. Other than David De Gea, there hasn't been a better goalkeeper in England in that time. And you can keep Ederson, most overrated mm. goalkeeper in the world at, at present time. Um, Dav- uh, Loris Karius has come into our team has been excellent. Yeah. Um, I just don't think a lot of people would have expected that. <laughs> um Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Obviously, the Champions League stuff is all fantastic, but you do have a Premier League match that's very important at the weekend. You're playing Chelsea. Uh, your record in matches after European competitions this season, not great. Uh, since the Champions League proper began, you've dropped points in 8 out of 11 matches following midweek Champions League matches. But if you win this one, you seal top four for yourselves because Chelsea couldn't catch up uh, with you. D- what do you think we're going to see from you this week, both uh, team news-wise and in terms of uh, the effort and, and performance we may see from you? The thing is, we can actually afford to drop two points in this game because a draw will solidify top four for us. Oh, because a goal difference? Our, our goal difference is just you know a million miles from theirs. Um, I think they'd need to score like 20 goals or something. Yeah, I, I think we have games. them on goal difference as well. Yeah, so like their, their goal difference is very, is very poor this year. Um, I think we have to go full strength, Kev. I really do. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll go full strength for this and then rest certain players um, for Brighton because obviously we have the Champions League final after that. Now, if we lose this game... Um, we'll probably have to go full strength for Brighton as well. But that's not a big deal because you've got a full week off. Um, so they do have a chance to to recover. And then it's a week after that then to the Champions League final. So Or two weeks after that, isn't it? Yeah, two weeks after that to the Champions yeah. League final. So, you know, there's plenty of rest time there. We've got two games now basically in the next three weeks leading into the Champions League final. So I, I think Klopp, might even go full strength in both games. Um, but it's going to be tough because, you know, they've, they've got a great manager. Um, they've got some very good players. We know Eden Hazard is, on his day, arguably the best player in England. Um, it'll be tough. It really will. I, I think we'll go there and try and win. And, and we've had some good, good results against them there. Um, but they're, they're a very good team. And they're, Look, this this group of players basically won the title last year. I know Costa and Matic left, and they were two key players. But I mean, the bones of the same team is still there. So I I think it'll be a tough game, and, and they know how to win big games. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I'm very much uh, hoping for a Liverpool win here, because it would basically settle that, as opposed to them potentially closing the gap on us. Um, the big news coming into last week, right ahead of your match against Roma, was it uh, Jurgen Klopp's second-hand man, Buvac, stepped away from the club at what seemed a very crucial time. So just kind of want to break down, A, what he did for Liverpool, B, what you think happened there, and, and C, what you made of it. 
I think it's a huge blow. Um, so in terms of what he did for Liverpool, he ran, he ran training. He was a large part of the tactical planning um, and a large part of the opposition scouting. And, you know, Gegen pressing is, is from his idea. Um, a lot of our patterns of play are things he comes up with. So I think he's a huge loss. And you, you get a lot of Liverpool fans, and I'm sure, you know, fans of other clubs who would look at an assistant manager thinking, leaving and think, oh, it's, that's fine, we'll just get a different one. But when you get a, a couple like Klopp and Buvac who work together for 17 years, they start to rely on each other quite a lot. And one is almost as important as the other. You look at Brian Clough without Peter Taylor, um, not nearly as good. You look at Rafa Benitez without Paco Yerestein, not nearly as good. Um, you look at Fabio Capello, when when he was in, you know, winning everything all over the world, uh, he had Italo Galbiati as his right-hand man. And then when he didn't have him anymore, the success dried up. Um, so I think an assistant manager is very important now. I don't really know what's happened. There's a lot of talk. There's rumours that um, one of his parents is, is terminally ill. So that that's obviously a factor if that's true. Um, there's rumours that he has been talking to other clubs. Um, so, you know, that could be true. If, if, if he's been talking to Arsenal, it would explain there potentially been a falling out, which has, uh, again, been rumoured. Um, he's been linked with the Eintracht Frankfurt job, which is a job I think that would make a lot of sense for him. And if he wants to go out on his own and he wants to um, wants to be a manager, then more power to him because he served his time as an assistant manager and he gave up a job as a manager to become Klopp's number two. So, you know, maybe he just feels like he wants another go at, the to- at a top job and People have said, oh, this could have waited until summer, but not really because the Eintracht Frankfurt job is available now because their manager has already agreed to go to Bayern Munich. So they want to fill that job now. They want to have that boxed off. So as they start planning for their summer or finalizing their plans for the summer, I should say, they know who's in charge and they can tailor their transfer strategy towards that manager's you know, vision and how he wants the team to play. So if Buvac has said to Klopp, look, this job is up, They've contacted me. I want to go and interview for it. And Klopp has said, no, we're busy here. You can wait till the summer. I I can understand how that would cause a rift. And maybe it's best that he does step away rather than being a distraction. Maybe they saved their friendship by him stepping away. This, you know, again, there's rumors he'll come back to Liverpool in the summer. I'm told that won't happen, that he is gone and that the club are just trying to to make it seem like, you know, a bit more of a a friendly little break that they're taking rather than actually a a divorce. But I think I think he's gone. I think he will pop up at somewhere like Eintracht Frankfurt. Um and I think he's got a lot to offer a club like that. Yeah, you just think it was about time for him to start getting senior job positions? I think so. I think I think at, at his age, like he's in his he's in his mid fifties now um 17 years as an assistant manager with the same you know with the same manager he's probably learned all he's going to learn and it's he's it's probably a now or never sort of thing because if he waited three or four so say Klopp has four years left on his contract 
if Bovac sat and waited with him, he'd be late 50s. Like, I don't know that anyone would be looking to hire a novice manager in their late 50s at, at anything resembling a decent club. Um, whereas now he's coming off, you know, quite high. Um, Liverpool are in the Champions League final. He's played a huge, huge role in that. He's played a huge role in the turnaround of the club from where we were when, when Rodgers was fired to where we are now. Um, and I think he could he can, you know, write his meal ticket off that. And I think he should. I think he should take advantage of this. It's a very short career, um, you know, for, for all, everybody in, it, in any walk of life. So make as much money as you can. He's got a family to look after, got kids and stuff. So, you know, he might as well maximize what he can earn. And, and maybe he just wants his kids. Maybe he's, he, the other factor is that man lived in Germany for a long, long time. Maybe he just doesn't like England. Maybe his family don't like England. So maybe he wants to go back to Germany and the manager's job is available there. Why not take it himself rather than look to become an assistant with somebody else? Yeah. Um, another uh, former Liverpool employee, uh, Steven Gerrard, has taken the Rangers job. Um, obviously, they are not very close to, to catching up with Celtic, who are now 13 points ahead of them. Their last match, um, Rangers lost 5-0. These teams are not very close together, and people often refer to it as a two-team league anyway, and they're clearly the second of those two. What do you make of, of Gerard making this his first full managerial role? I think it's a terrible decision. I think this is a no-win job. Um, it's not a two-team a two league. It's a one-team league. Uh, Rangers are much closer to the teams below them, to the team above them, like much, much closer in, to, in every every respect in terms of budget, in terms of quality of players, in, in terms of points total. Um, Rangers don't have any money. Like, they don't have any money. They're broke. They were, obviously, they were shut down, um, what, six years ago. They went out of business. Um, and since they've, been you know reborn as a, as a sort of a phoenix club they've had nothing but financial problems um i don't see that changing i don't see anyone wanting to invest big money in that club um so here's the thing if gerard wants to be liverpool manager he needs to absolutely nail his first job if this goes the way it could go which is terrible then he's never, ever getting the Liverpool job. He may never get another job after this. If he does well there, it's only Scotland. Like, Neil Lennon went there and won, what, four league titles in a row? Mm. And it's only Scotland. The best job he could get coming out of there was Bolton. Yeah. So I, I don't know that this is the right move. I think Gerard would have been better waiting for the summer, waiting to see what changes happened in, in League One and the Championship. And approach, you know, and, and putting his name in the hat for some of those jobs. I think if he could have got into a, a decent League One team, um, where they would show him some patience and give him a couple of years to build things, I think he could have done quite well there. Uh, Rangers, there's no honeymoon period. Like if he has a bad start to next season, four-year contract or not, their fans will lose their shit, and they will want him out of there. And um, their fans are just not the nicest group of people anyway. Like, I, I'm obviously a Celtic fan by default. Um, and we don't like Rangers at all, uh, where I'm from. 
so like for me, I I'm done with him now. Like, sorry, you've tarred yourself with a brush that that doesn't come off. Um, so I hope he fails because I hope I want them to fail. But it's hard because I've loved him for the last twenty years. Um, he's the greatest Liverpool player I've seen start to finish in their career. So I want him to succeed in everything he does because of that. But it's Rangers, and I think my dislike of Rangers overrides my love of Steven Gerrard. So sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, but look, I, all in all, I hope he has. A, I, I do hope he has a successful career as a manager. Um, I just hope it's not there. Would you have preferred him to get promoted within the Liverpool structure? Obviously, the assistant manager job too too high for him. But if everyone had just kind of moved up a slot. See, the problem is the guy who would have moved up into the assistant manager position was Pep and Linders, and he left a couple of months ago, um, which is why I think this this Klopp-Bouvac thing has only just really come on in the last maybe month to six weeks, um, because otherwise I think Linders would have just stayed and replaced Bouvac and eventually become Liverpool manager. Um in terms of Stevie, I don't know. It's quite hard to know what, what you do with him because is it, you know, is the under-23s manager worthy of a move up? Is Has Gerrard done enough at under-18 level to earn a move up? Um, I, I I would have liked to have seen him stay at the club. But for me, I always wanted Gerrard to, to run the academy. That's what I wanted him to work towards, to becoming, you know, the head of, of development at the academy because... I just think it would suit his personality a lot better. I think it would be a big draw for for us to get English players because while those young players may not have seen Steven Gerrard, their parents will be aware of how great Steven Gerrard was. Um, so I, I don't know. I would have liked, yeah, I for me, I would have liked Gerrard to do for us what Nicky Butt does at United and, and be the head of the academy. Um, I I didn't want. I don't know if that he's got the personality or the character to become a characteristic traits, become a a, a manager. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I didn't want him in the first team set up anyway, because it's just it's too early for that. And I thought he he might have, um, might not have been the best fit because they've they've all been together a long time. Um, I, I'm curious to see what Klopp will do. Maybe he reaches out to Pep and Linders if, if Linders doesn't get any C promoted this year and asks him to come back. I doubt he would after only six months. I'm sure he's signed a you know a two or three year contract, so he'll probably want to honour that. Maybe Hans Wolf, who was um one of the Academy coaches at Dortmund during Klopp's entire tenure there, and was Klopp's choice as um manager of the reserve team one year so maybe him he was at at Stuttgart last year got them promoted was wrongly dismissed early this season uh, for unknown reasons maybe they said it was a lack of success when you appoint a man and you're in the second division and he takes you into the top division he has had success there's no lack of success there um, if, if Huddersfield gets silly and there's been some rumours that David Wagner could be replaced. Oh, then yeah, um, that's an easy one. That's the easy one. He makes all the sense. But if you're Huddersfield and you are even considering firing David Wagner after what he's done for your club, taking you 
from the doldrums are putting you in the Premier League and they're keeping you in the Premier League. Outside of Moy, is there a single Premier League player in that squad? Maybe Zonka? Uh, Zonka for sure. I think Terence Congolo's pretty good. True, but, it, but he, was that permanent? No, that's only alone. Yeah. Who's the big dude they have up front? Oh, Mounier? Mounier. Mounier's pretty decent. Yeah, I don't know if it's in this league, but the, the talent and no. size are there. I like the goalkeeper, but he's only on loan as well. Russell, the Danish, yeah. yeah, the Danish guy. Um, no, but certainly the, the centre-backs, the, the, the Arndt Zonker, are, are not very good. Um, there's some very average midfielders. Uh, Tom Ince seems to be their most skilled player, and he's definitely a championship-level player. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's worked miracles there, personally. Um, I'm far more impressed with what he's done there than what Chris Hewton has done at Brighton. And I'm a big Chris Hewton fan, and I I used to attend a lot of Brighton games when I lived there. Um, but I'm far more impressed with what Wagner has done at Huddersfield, working with, I mm. believe, a, a vastly inferior squad and, and less money. Yeah, I agree there for sure. Uh, any parting thoughts? Uh, no, just if everybody is interested in, anybody who's interested in Liverpool, check at AnfieldIndex.com. And we have a subscribers only section called Anfield Index Pro which includes a weekly show with Jan Mulby, um, a weekly show with Paul Dogleash talking to Dan Rhodes about Liverpool tactics in, in the, the previous game, um, Euro Incision which is Nina Kauser talking to journalists from around Europe, um, Media Matters which is Sachin Nakrani from The Guardian talking to other journalists about you know the views on Liverpool in the press that week. Uh, we do a pre-match show. We do post-match raw, which is, comes out. We we record it immediately after the game, and it's it's up about twenty minutes. Then after that, so about an hour and a half after the game ends, um, it it's up and, and ready to be listened to. So it's a good quick turnaround. I do AI scouting, um, and there's there's a few other shows there as well. The guy uh, we do a monthly interview. So every month we interview a Liverpool star, like a star from the past. So Ronnie Whelan has been on. Mark Lawrenson has been on. Um, David Fairclough has been on. It's 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 really good. Uh, Trev Trev Denny does those interviews. So it's a fiver a month, um, and there's a seven day free trial. So take the seven day free trial if you like it. Like I said, fiver a month. You probably lose more than that down the back of your sofa. Um, if you don't <laughs> like it, just bin it off. Nobody will be too offended. It's not for everybody, but we try to make it so that it is something for everybody. Yeah, and there's also. Um non-Liverpool content over there on the Anfield Index as well. So even if you're a Liverpool fan, still worth checking out. Probably not if, if you're, you're a United fan. Or if you're a fan. wrestling fan or a movie fan yeah. or a television fan or, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever, there's something for everybody yep. at Anfield Index. For sure. All right, Dave, thanks so much for coming on. Again, his handle is at DaveHendrick underscore. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, best of luck against Chelsea because we need it this week and against the final because you need it. Uh, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Cool. Thank you so much, Kev. Yep. Take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.